want to grab Stuart Kendrick. This uh, youngster's got good ability, enterprise defence, and it's got that race experience over its main rival in the market, Whiskey, trained by the Stones. Its trials have looked sound. Uh, they're nothing brilliant. Looks sound. Uh, but this horse, Enterprise Defence, made up solid ground in a sprint home race at Eagle Farm on debut. He's by Divine Profit. And often Stuart Kendrick's horses improve, as we know, as they go into their preparation. I want to talk to Stuart Kendrick. We spoke yesterday about uh, Bank, 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 the horse from North Queensland, uh, morphing into Tomodachi Kukuro and winning a series of races in Hong Kong for David Hayes. We know Stuart sold horses to Hong Kong. I can think of three of them. Uh, Eric the Eel, Ted, and also Full as a Boot. Now, of course, Ted morphed into Ping High Star, won a derby, and Eric the Eel is now Torby and Diamond, who actually goes around on the weekend. This will be about the sixth or seventh run for Mark Newnham, Torby and Diamond, and Stu Kendrick is with us. Good morning, Stu. Yeah, morning, Steve. How are you? Good. Has there been a few others that you've sold? Mate, we have sold a few others. We've sort of sold a few for clients and, and uh, different ones that have sort of gone over, and we did a couple for ready-to-run horses that have also gone over there and uh, and performed well, So, but probably the... You know the the best two were the couple you just mentioned being uh, Ted, who uh, who won the the Derby over there, and obviously Eric the Eel, who um, who's been a good consistent horse over there. So they're probably uh, the two better ones. His last run for you as Eric the Eel uh, was in the Sydney Derby, wasn't he? Third to Quick Thinker, 2020. Yeah, it was. It, uh, it was probably a bit of a hard decision with him. Um, it was really tricky time. Obviously, we had COVID going on and everything else, and. Um, the, you know, the offer came in, and he was sort of he'd had twelve starts the horse, so he couldn't have any more starts if he was to go to Hong Kong. And um, you know, we yeah uh, we decided to sell him. So, uh, but yeah, as I say, he's he's been a you know a really consistent horse over there. But would have been nice to have seen what he would have done over here. But uh, it's hard to knock back uh, the sort of money that they offer you over there. And uh, probably three of our our better horses there that you mentioned have gone over there and. Um, you know they've uh, they've kept a lot of uh, a lot of owners happy and um, you know kept them in the game for a long time as well. So there's pros and cons with it, but it's uh, it's definitely a hard decision at the time, but uh, also hard to knock back as well. Yeah, that's the thing you never know. I mean, people can dream and say, oh, if it's all stayed here, he might have won a Group One or a series of races, but you just don't know. I mean, Ted, uh, he had a couple of starts for you, didn't he, uh, at Sunshine Coast? Yeah, he did. He um, he he was one of those horses that you know early on. He I think he ran second at his first start at Doom and pulled up Shinsaw and we tipped him out and gelded him and came back and he just got better and better. And he's, uh, Damien Brown was riding at the time and we just uh, we had a, a massive opinion of him and I said to the owners, look, if he wins well today, we'll, we'll try and target Sydney. And uh, he won by about eight lengths and and won really well. And, and uh, Brownie sort of said, look, he'd be competitive, you know. In, in over the, the autumn carnival down there, but as I say, the offers sort of came in, and uh, it was hard for for the owners to knock, you know, to knock them back. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. But um, yeah, we've also had plenty of horses that have actually trolled up really nicely that uh, owners have decided to keep, and um, you know, have, you know, have been okay horses, but probably haven't got the money back that they would have uh, got if they had sold to Hong Kong. So. You know, you can make the wrong and right decisions sometimes. Where did you find Ted initially, Stuart? He's by nom de jour. Yeah, he was actually bred by uh, Glenn and Lisa Morton. Uh, and we we trained a few for them at the time. We had his uh, his full brother called Neo, or half-brother called Neo. And he uh, he just uh, came over from New Zealand. He had a fair few issues, but he won in town. And I think we won the Prime Minister's Cup with him. And he was actually in the sale over there at Caracca. And uh, being a nom de jour, he wasn't the most fashionable stallion and 
they, uh, I don't think they even got a bid. And Lisa rang me up and said, oh, we can't sell this horse. And I said, well, look, I'll, I'll take him off you and uh, look to syndicate him. And uh, they stayed in him. And uh, then a couple of uh, other good clients jumped in. And, um, yeah, we uh, we ended up bringing him over. And that's that's how we ended up with him. So uh, there's plenty of those sort of stories where they, they can't get a bid and horses uh, get passed in and uh, end up the better horses. We were just talking about that this morning, actually. So uh, with all the sales going on at the moment. So... Yeah, he. Uh, we were sort of uh, lucky to have him in the stable, I suppose. If somebody had a bid forty thousand, I think it was the reserve. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't have been here. Did you go to Caracca at all? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. Did you come away with Caracca. some? Yeah, I, I ended up with one. It was fairly tough. Um, a tough sale, I thought. You know, especially a lot of uh, a lot of people were targeting very similar horses and. I uh, went over uh, with the Archer Park boys. They were keen to buy one and hopefully have a horse that could go back to Caracca next year. So we ended up with a really nice colt uh, by Santono Aladdin, who's one of the you know, the boom stallions over there in New Zealand at the moment. So um, the Archer Park boys jumped in and, and uh, bought him and hopefully uh, we can get a few uh, few people in him and head back over there next year and hopefully have a runner in the Caracca Millions. You've won 10 premierships. or you just won your 10th in a row up at Sunny Coast? Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been a good uh, a good move since we moved down from North Queensland, and um, yeah, we've won ten in a row. So um, you know, it's getting each year. I say it, it is getting harder and harder, and um, probably even more so now. We've got uh, you know David Van Dyke's expanded his team quite considerably. Jack Bruce is up here as well. Um, so there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of horses up here at the Sunny Coast now. A lot of good trainers and. Um, you know, with the likes of Satellite Stables with, you know, Annabelle Nisham and Chris Lees and Chris Waller, you're, you're racing those sort of horses week in, week out. So it's not easy to win. You've got to keep, you know, upgrading your quality of horse all the time. Otherwise, uh, you, you are going to get left behind. So, um, you know, we've tried to do that over the last couple of years and, you know, we've had a good start to the season and hopefully that can continue. You're just going to tweak the operation a little bit? Yeah, we are. We've, we bought uh, we bought a little farm quite a few years ago um, just out at Chabelle. It's only about 15 minutes up and we've spent a fair bit of uh, time and effort and money doing that place up out there. We've got a little, uh, a little training track out there as well. We've got 20 boxes out there and treadmills and that sort of thing. And we've started to, to really use that even more over the last um, six to 12 months. So And we've moved out there now. So um, we've just taken a, a half a barn less here at the Sunshine Coast with the new barns here. And um, yeah, wanting to just sort of probably condense that that you know back a little bit so we can really concentrate on those quality horses and um, yeah look after them and I think that sort of pays off. I mean I know it's difficult these days. The, the bigger stables are getting bigger and bigger and um, not that you can ever get too small. Otherwise you sort of you know you, you fade away if you like. But um, I think if you can keep that sort of nice middle number with good quality horses and good owners and um, a lot of people still appreciate that that sort of hands-on and um, you know that communication and being able to talk to the trainer week in week out. Stuart um, just tell me the story I understand when you had a really good day out uh, I think it was late last year your wife or something had an all up with some of the horses and she just missed can you take us through that particular story? (laughs) Yeah gee that was a it was a funny day because we had uh, we had about seven runners for the day and um, uh, also, we, we had a few friends there, and uh, John Miller, the CEO, uh, was uh, his wife was with my wife Trudy, and they decided to to have a little all up, and it was sort of mixed in with placings and and winners, and we sort of joked if it, it got down to the last one, it'd be funny, and the the, the last horse at the race was one that uh, uh, John and Kate actually had a small share in with a, a couple of the other guys up here, and um, she was about I think she was about fifteen to one, and uh, Bounty had it. 
to run the place. And um, it was 1,700 to one was the all up. So um, they had, uh, I think they had about $5 each and boosted it. And it was, I think it was about 13,000. Oh, <laughs> just had to run a place. For $5, only had to run a place. And uh, you know what happened, don't you? So she ran a very, very solid fourth, beaten an absolute nostril out oh. of third. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, uh, it was a funny day, but um, yeah, it looked like everywhere, right, except right on the line, that she was actually going to run uh, run a place. She looked like she was going to win at one point. So, how many so, horses in total were there on the ticket? I think they had six, six. on the ticket. Yeah, and wow. mixed in with yeah, as I say, with placings and wins. And we had, uh, I think, it was a horse called Bonded Affair. He was uh, he was first up in the race, and we actually liked him. And he he ran into Kelly Sweeter's horse called Weagle Tiger, which obviously went on and. And uh, was favourite for a couple of, I think it was favourite for the Guineas at one stage, and we ran second there. But he was fifty to one, so they only had him for the place. So you know he was about ten dollars the place. So there, there was plenty of value in it for them. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it all got down to the last one. So yeah. I think everyone was cheering harder to run a place in oh. the last than every other winner for the day. Oh, that's a that's a, that's a bitter <laughs> pill to swallow for sure. Just went back to Eric the Eel Torby and Diamond. I don't know. Do you still watch him? I mean, he's, his run the other day was good, yeah. and I see he's drawn the inside on the weekend. He might be able to run a race. For Mark Newton. Yeah, he, he was. I mean, it's uh, he's one of those horses. I mean, you know, we have a lot of fun following him. And it was the same with, uh, with Ping High Star when he was over. Uh, actually, Neil Douglas and myself, we actually went over and, and watched him in Hong Kong. And, um, you know, and I think uh, Morton's went over when he won the derby. So they're, they're horses, you know, that you know, you, you're obviously uh, got a bit of a bond with. And uh, they're horses that we follow, especially those two. And, uh, yeah, no, we still follow uh, follow Eric Deal all the time, and um, yeah, he's done a great job. And hopefully, I, I, I've always thought that he's a horse that when he's ridden nice and quiet, that's when he really hits the line, and he's he's done that a couple of times, and uh, really still hit the line hard. So, um, no, but they've they've had a lot of fun with him, and he's he's obviously more than paid his way over there for them. He certainly has. Tell me about this Enterprise Defence. I understand he was a very inexpensive buy. Uh, yeah, well, he's one of uh, Brian Pirtles. He's got a few of the Enterprise horses and uh, lovely bloke. He breeds his own horses, and uh, he's the first one that he sent me, actually, and um, he's a lovely big horse. I think he's going to be a really nice horse next time, in one, especially once he gets up to 1,400 and a mile. Uh, you can sort of see him the other day. He's got a lovely big stride on him once he worked out what he had to do, and I think, um, you know, I think that's going to be his go probably over a mile and, and next preparation, but... Uh, Brian and I had a chat and we said, well, look, if we could knock one off before we, we spelled him, that would be ideal. And that didn't look a uh, big field tomorrow. Uh, I'd love it to be 1,400, to tell you the truth, just 1,200, just whether they're a little bit sharp for him. But I think he'll take a lot out of that race the other day. And there's also a 1,300 in a fortnight's time. So he'll have those two runs and he'll look to have a little break and then uh, hopefully come back and mm. uh, you know, and look to a couple of those races over a little bit further trip. But he's a lovely horse, and, um, yeah, hopefully uh, he can just make that little bit more improvement, you know, race manners-wise tomorrow and uh, be hard to beat. No, it's such an advantage. As I said, the Snowden youngster might might be too good, but, um, you know, it's but your horse has got that race experience, plus one alley, plus the claim for Jasper Franklin. I wonder if he could bustle the horse and try and get him to stay in touch here. Well, hopefully he can. I, I, hopefully he's a, a little bit closer than what he was the other day. He just got a little bit lost in those early stages and even coming around the turn, you could sort of see him come off the bit and just really didn't know what it was about. So um, he, he's definitely switched on in his work since that run. So hopefully, yeah, it allows him to be a little bit closer. And, 
yeah, I, I saw that the Snowden horse was in in Sydney tonight. I was hoping it stayed down there, but it looks like it's coming up tomorrow. Today. Yeah. It's scratched out of tonight. But it, look, I think, yeah, I, it's hard to know. I mean, obviously, um, he's, you know, looking at his trials, the other horse, they've been okay without being brilliant. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, well, that's Enterprise Defence. And, of course, that was a dead sit sprint home the other day, wasn't it, with commanding artist leading Dream Smart, sitting 1-2 and, and running 1-2. So good luck with him. Let's hope he runs his heart out. He's about $2.50. The first yeah. Eagle Farm, number two. This other horse, I reckon, will run a race in race seven, Hard Raver. Yeah, he's a lovely big horse. Uh, he's a horse that uh, my son Nathan bought. I think he's about $11,000 horse, you know, and he's had uh, in through racing, a little syndication that he does. And um, the guys have had an absolute ton of fun with him. And he's a, he's a, a massive big horse. He's about 17 hands high. And, you know, we, we gave him a nice little break after last preparation. He's come back well. He always goes well fresh too, so I think the big track will suit him. And um, yeah, he's another one that you know you'd expect to to be a good each way chance tomorrow. Yeah, he runs. He's run one on the, fr- uh, the on the fresh side. Run well on fresh side previously. And what's interesting about him as well? Uh, he, well, his trial uh, he was last, but gee, he swept home beautifully in that trial, didn't he? Recently at Sunny Coast. Yeah, he did, and um, you know, and that's the thing with him. He, he's he's one of those horses that once he balances up, he's got a, a massive big stride on him and. Uh, that's why I think you know the big track's going to suit him, and and the trial was sort of around the tight little inside track here. So I think he'll really appreciate Eagle Farm tomorrow, and um, yeah, he should run well. Good luck, Stuart. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, Stu Kendrick talking there about the big horse, Hard Raver, race seven six is a ten dollar chance. Yeah, you'd be throwing him into exotics for sure uh, for Robbie Dolan, and also the one in the first, and um, that's the way it appears. This horse is going to appreciate ground, but. Um, gee, if he can stay in touch and finish off in a similar manner to what he did first time out, he might be able to to be in the finish here. Um, it'll be interesting to watch the betting here with Whiskey and Enterprise Defence. So Whiskey 225, Enterprise Defence 250. And just looking at the sectionals that race the other day, this horse's sectional was 3540, um, the third quickest. So the top two ran faster last 600. So uh, the winner commanding artist, 3496. Dream Smart was 3534. And this horse's individual section was fit 35-4-0. Nothing else in the race uh, got under 36 the last 600. But um, his closing sectionals were solid as well. So anyway, that's a bit about uh, Enterprise Defence. Just with Doombin yesterday, um, of course, the track was upgraded. That was no real shock, a soft seven after a heap of rain earlier in the week. But I, I just think when doing the form, just be aware... Um, that it was a huge advantage to be up near the rail, um, well, on the fence, basically. And we, we often see it. It's not just doom, and it's a lot of tracks around the country. Uh, when the rail goes out, sometimes it's just a huge advantage to be on the fence. And this was the case yesterday. The results tell us that. Um, I went through them all again this morning. So yesterday, just to give you an idea, the first race was Miss Shah Blue one, Glenn Thornton, $17, sat midfield on the fence, railed, Femme Fatale, led on the rail that ran second. In the second race, uh, N. Tonito that won it, $3 favourite, led. Uh, the horse Caxton Lass that ran second was back on the rail. In the third race, Whiskey Dream sat midfield on the rail. A big chance was behind it on the rail following it. Uh, we go to the next race, four major L led on the rail. Prime Asset sat behind it, ran second on the rail. The next race, Jungle Prince ended up in a great spot, box seating on the rail. The next race, Snow Boom led on the rail. Victoria Rocky ran second, box seated on the rail. 
I reckon Petersham in saying all that was one of the runs of the day and it'll be winning soon. Petersham in a similar race because it was one of the few that sat off speed and had to come wide, was in the running line. And I thought, and it wasn't beaten far, less than a half length. So I'd be putting a star next to it with a view to the future, Petersham. In the next race, Moon and Me was slow out, but settled back three fence. So third back on the rail. Bold Pedro was back on the rail. Granite Prince led on the rail. So there you go. And it's interesting, even in New South Wales yesterday, talking about, you know, right parts of the track. Well, it was a completely different story at Gosford, for example, where you, you didn't want to be on the rail yesterday. All the winners were coming sort of four, five, six off the fence, and a lot of them won by big margins at that track yesterday. So it's just something to keep in mind when, when doing your form, if you thought your horse might have been a bit disappointing or whatever, when it made its run out wider. But I just think it's something worth uh, taking into account.